わさびアニメすごいですね The views and opinions expressed during Convention Nerds are solely those of the personalities, hosts, and or guests appearing on the broadcast and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Green Mustard Entertainment Inc. or any other agency, organization, event, partnership, employer, or company. And welcome to Convention Nerds. So normally we come out all jumpy and peppy, but you just saw the most important part of the show. Which is prior to seeing this, we have a legal disclaimer that all the opinions you're about to hear <laughs> do not reflect any of our companies and that we're all having a conversation. Now, why, why am I bringing that up right now? Because when we started Convention Nerds,、um, it was with the goal to continue and maintain conversations about the pop culture convention industry. Now, up to date, we have had a lot of harder conversations discussing things that have been rough. COVID 19, the impact on shows, things like that, and a variety of shows for a variety of reasons. You know, we've talked to shows in Canada, we've talked to conventions in the United States, not for profits, for profits, a variety of shows. And today we're, we're kind of taking a,、uh, you know, kind of a, a slightly serious turn,、uh, shifting from our normal jovial, <laughs> zany stuff.、Um, uh, we have so much that we were running to make sure that we cover and cover correctly. I even had to be an old man, I have a notepad that I had to keep notes on. For going over to everything today.、Um, but for those of you, this might be your first time watching Convention Nerds. Convention Nerds is a podcast that、uh, my buddy Ken and I came up with. Let's see, you were that way, according to the screen. Yeah, <laughs> came up with、um, over seven years ago, actually, but just never a- had the time to do everything. Well, as we all know, COVID 19 made sure we have plenty of spare time to mess with.、Um, so we decided to put this together, launched it a couple of months ago. Uh, in order to basically pick up the conversation about anime, comic, and pop culture cons. Uh, uh, my name is Tom Kroom. In、uh, the late 1980s, 1990, I went to my first Star Trek convention. Ten years later, I went to my first anime convention.、Um, and now here we are almost 20 years later, and I own and run Wasabi Anime, which basically is a company that is hired to design and operate.、Uh, Asian, based,、uh, Asian pop culture programming for Comic Cons, and we own and run our own、uh, conventions.、Uh, the way、uh, you know, Ken and I、uh, hooked up is I met him by crashing his Transformers panel at a convention called JCon in Orlando, Florida, and I'll let Ken explain that. Yes, yes, yes. And JCon 2000, September 2000. Yeah, I'm over. You're there. I'm here and stuff.、Um, Tom crashed by a Transformers panel. Of course, he couldn't crash by Robotech panel where I knew more, but no, he had to crash by Transformers panel, correct everything we were saying. And of course, then we invited him to the, sit on the panel. And then four years later, he finally got on the panel.、Uh, so Tom and I have been doing this for quite a while.、Uh, to age and show exactly how geeky I am,、uh, my daughter found my satin chess team jacket. In one of the boxes in the garage this last weekend. So she's been wearing that. Yes. I don't know if I would have admitted、Satin、that on the show in public. Chess team jacket. So, yeah. We went yeah. and looked at my old USCF rating, Tom. Yeah. Other games. Back in the before time when we played <laughs> analog board games. Exactly.、Um, <laughs> and this week,、uh, we're welcoming Anime Matsuri. Um, which uh, has quite a storied history.、Um, and we're going to talk about all aspects of it.、Um, and we'd like to welcome Denise Lee. Denise, if you'd like to tell us a little about, about yourself, your show,、uh, just kind of a primer for people watching. Hi, everyone.、Uh, 
My name is Denise. Let me get this off now. She was dressed up for Halloween. We lied to her and told her this was the Halloween show. And then she was the only <laughs> one that dressed up because we're mean. Yes. Uh, I'm the founder and chairman of Anime Matsuri. Um, Anime Matsuri is my full-time job, actually. But I'm also a mom of two young children. Seven. Actually, eight now. And oh, 11. Uh, oh, my God. You're a horrible mom. You couldn't remember your own oh, child's age. She just had kids. a you birthday. October a 22nd was her birthday. Okay. My dog is three years old. I know that much. Yes. Uh, I also host concerts outside of Anime Matsuri uh, during the year. And mm -hmm. I do quite a bit of charity work and volunteer work as well in the city. So I'm uh, working with the city um, City Hall and among other um, volunteer groups that I love to to do. And that's Houston, women. Texas, right? Houston, Texas, y'all. Wow. Okay. Now, <laughs> Houston still is the fourth largest city in the country, yes, right? It is. Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Catching up to number three, though. Which is yeah, true, and though, I believe. over over two million people. You are uh, Houston is larger than the other two largest cities in Texas combined, but it is huge. Uh, okay. So I, I think that's actually one of the, the 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 only cities in Texas I've still never been to. Um, it's so crazy uh, oh. for me. Uh, but <laughs> Greater Houston actually has about, including Greater Houston, is three point five million. Right. So oh my gosh! It's okay, very so flat, it's Tom. It reminded me super of super flat and very wide. <laughs> now, so Anime Matsuri is based mm -hmm. in Houston, and yes. it started in two thousand and seven. Correct. Yes. So how did how did that come into to being? How did you guys come uh, you know come to the point of let's start a convention? Yeah. So let me I guess describe the convention real quick. Uh, it is an anime and Japanese um, pop culture event, and our emphasis is creating an uncompromising experience as much as possible. And what I mean by that is whether it be bringing you know anime music. Uh, or an exhibition, uh, we do our best to bring it as is, not uh, toning it down or, you know, um, sprinkling it. Uh, for instance, we brought uh, Sailor Moon musical. Uh, this is just a couple yes. of things. Evangelion exhibition, the Godzilla um, store, Tokyo last year. So um, Sailor Moon musical, by the way, is a perfect example, uh, probably, of what anime Matsuri experience is like, because it contained like the best of what we do and what we have to offer. Um, we can, we combine like things like uh, music, of course, uh, you know, theater and production. It's more mm -hmm. complicated than what people may think. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my, my husband, John, has a background on concerts and theater, you know, throughout his college years. And we have had an extremely talented production team. So I saw it firsthand in what it takes to make the musical work. Um, going to Japan also and seeing it, the production meetings, the uh, back and forth in emails and, um, you know, I guess back then it was Skype, <laughs> uh, you know, creating the stage itself, you know, do, doing the rehearsals. There's an immense of, you know, amount of time put into it and creativity that takes place. So... Well, Stage. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, instead of just being. I mean, you're talking about the facets of your convention, mm -hmm. and you know, when we, yeah. we've done concerts and stuff like that, that's mm -hmm. always an, an, an ordeal. But yeah. you know, if you're doing a full fledged musical stage show, yeah. um, you know, coming from it's Japan, I mean, what, what what were the level standards like? Were, were there specific things in their writer of it oh, yeah. has to be a certain thing, or were you, were you guys oh, yeah. able to operate on the fly, or you know? Oh no, absolutely not. Everything had to be in sync. We 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 the creative side, like I mentioned, um, John was 
um, doing we we videotaped a lot of stuff in Houston for the introduction part. For example, okay. we had to get that approved, you know, wow. uh, f- for every little thing that we we wanted to do. And everything in Japan, the musical itself in Japan is in Japanese, and mm-hmm. there was no English version. So we had to you know help translate all that oh, and and making okay. it. Uh, so John decided to actually put the translation in the background and okay. keeping it as authentic as possible in Japanese. So, so live action subtitles. Subtitles. Yeah. Yes, subtitles in the background, the LED stage. So things like that. I mean, I love being around the creative side. And it was exciting to see it like come from concept, you know, to execution. And there was about nearly 6,000 people almost that attended. Oh, yeah. That. That's going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah. So many so, people. That Six alone. Grand. Yeah. Yeah, 6,000 people for that. And they normally have like at most 900 people. Right. Oh, wow. They built the entire like room. So so you're jumping into a lot of the aspects I want to jump Mm -hmm. into before we go too far down the rabbit hole. Let's go back again. Like I said, so 2006, 2007. Yeah. What what led you guys to go? Hey, we should start an anime convention. In <laughs> yeah. So yeah, anime was very. It's going on fifteen years. I can't believe it. Um, so my husband and I uh, have had been traveling to Japan for years before anime Matsuri. Uh, we met a lot of different people. We met friends with a lot of different backgrounds and influences, and in different fields like you know ca- cars, automotive. Um, gaming you know anime of course and music and so and of course cultural art and whatnot so there was a lot we attended like tokyo auto salon we attended uh, tokyo game show uh, concerts and musicals of no, course. no real quick you're yeah. saying you guys are going back doing this prior to it why basically yeah, what was you driving know? that piece? We, what was driving we, that we met we met like in 2002 so we started mm-hmm. traveling together so oh, okay. Japan was one of the top, of course, top on the list because, you know, mm. we both love Japan and okay. um, we love John, you know, is a huge gamer um, back in the day. And, you know, I, I love all the art and music and food <laughs> and also the, the fashion. So uh, we wanted, of course, to come together and just go travel somewhere where we both haven't been, but we, the things that we love we want to see. So that's what happened. So for years, uh, I want to say nearly four years before Anime Matsuri, um, mm-hmm. we were already traveling there. And so, you know, many people we know in Houston uh, wanted us to bring, you know, the eye-opening things that we saw, the jaw-dropping experiences that we had. And mm-hmm. in turn, we wanted to share it to to everyone in Houston because, I mean, it, we didn't, the things that we saw like at events or whatnot or conventions in general, we start, you know, going to uh, around here. It what, didn't was the, what was the first anime convention you remember going to? Um, Onicon actually. Onicon oh, at really? Sheraton. At the Sheraton here in mm-hmm. Houston, not, not uh, for, for Texas at least. And then um, after that, I want to say uh, it was, we got invited to Shiokaze Con, which is only a one year up convention and okay. then where was that at it was here in houston okay so um and then we went to um akon uh, oh yeah i figured akon at some couple, point <laughs> yeah yeah Acon. so but it started here you know houston-based stuff um so we went around here the idea of anime matsuri was to basically celebrate you know um all the things that we love Right. You know, the, whether music, concerts, uh, to anime, art, um, food, whatever. And we want to basically 
bring what we want loved in, from Japan and mm. keep it you know as as much as possible to the experience that we ha we had so there were conventions already but we were focused on bringing authentic content that we were able to see and experience over there now I used to work for Academy Sports and Outdoors, which is located yeah. in Houston, and I launched academy.com. So I spent wow. close to 18 weeks in Houston. Mm. One time they flew me out and didn't have a return wow. ticket. Um, <laughs> and one of the things I found, I, so I stuck there for a number of weekends, and there's sometimes I'd drive up to Austin. But mm. during the week, I just, it was it was so fascinating. It was like, like one or two real, like, good hobby collectible yeah. shops in town right. really caught me off guard. Like there was just one huge one inside the belt, yeah. inner beltway. And there was maybe one out in Katie, but there wasn't exactly. like a whole lot, which sort of caught me no. off guard that there would seem like very desolate when it came to it, the anime. That's exactly or what fandom. it was. Exactly. So there was literally two stores, I think back then. And like the ones that you said, uh, I think it was called planet anime, uh, was one. And then the other, um, anime paradise or something like that and so it was and it was different places so right. and you know how big houston was we mentioned oh, yeah. how big houston was so for it to not have anything so conventions were the only basic place to go to see these things you know back then and so for us to uh, our first year was crazy uh we were anticipating maybe you know 1500 people Ended up being like four thousand people, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. Okay. It was where, where was where, where were you the first year? The, we had we were the it's George R. Brown Convention Center. Funny enough, we were very ambitious. So where where, <laughs> where is that in relation to the inner and outer Beltway? We were that is downtown Houston. Okay, uh, okay. And the George R. Brown Convention Center back then was there was no park in the front where it, where where it is now. There was literally only one major hotel, uh, like the Hilton the uh, four seasons um, right, the yeah. other big one and mm -hmm. that was pretty much like it there was no park no you know connecting uh hotels or anything like that so it we literally had so you guys one started exhibit. i mean and again we've talked to the started a college started a hotel you guys <laughs> right. literally came in year one into a convention center with the expectation of just going big or going home at that point. well i mean <laughs> well, Tom, we, we make that we joke about we la really I mean, how many people you got to pull from in the yeah, greater that's, that's Houston area? I mean, sometimes I, you know, when we start looking at our first years, we should have expected more uh, just based on the number of people. That's always mm -hmm. the thing. It's like, yeah, what was it Gem Con that was in LA and can only pull 300 people? I'm like, you got that many people within 20, 30 miles, you got to right. be pulling a grand or two grand. Uh, right. Yeah. So going straight to a convention center, I mean, that must have been one of those looking at, how much you know that's a lot of money to outlay it the was first, crazy. the first jcon we we put all on our credit cards yeah, you know so we took out loans <laughs> okay <laughs> you know? so i mean it was crazy um it was it was difficult absolutely we didn't know anything about convention center you know i think right. we got really uh shafted in certain areas you know even though we only had like one exhibit hall right but that was like 120,000 square feet mind you uh, we had like six uh, meeting, uh, you know, breakout rooms, and we had the uh, general assembly, which had maximum capacity of four thousand, which we used that for the concert. And we had the, you know, outskirts of everything, um, which is in still within the convention center, and did that artist alley, you know. So you're doing concerts in year one? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. It was huge, actually. We had like. <laughs> well, if, we, if that's your husband's background, that's, that's right, like right, saying, right. It know, makes more sense. You and I come from theme parks. Suddenly, the <laughs> first year we had the the best line management of any show. But oh, I, yeah. so I, it's it's actually, and again, this is stuff I never. We and you know, uh, full disclosure, Denise and I have known each other for years through Project yeah. Anime. So so mm-hmm. we talk a lot, but. The, again, we've never really gone into detail about this, oh, no. you know, never. so uh, the fact that you guys, again, I, I've seen, and it, it is an interesting, just looking at the, the global picture of kind of the right. anime Matsuri mentality of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, for example, like Ken and I were just fans and, you know, I was working at Universal Studios, we were working at Disney, and then, you know, we went to the real world and, and, and did other stuff, my yeah. world world just eventually pivoted back to, you know, my fandom is now a career. But you yeah. guys literally made the conscious decision back in 2006 to go, mm-hmm. let's take out loans, let's go to a convention center, let's start mm-hmm. it at years, you know, at ground level zero. And, you know, Ken's right, you're the fourth largest populous city in, in the United States, over 2 million people to pull from. So it's, you know, it's it, oh, Vegas yeah. odds aren't the worst in the world. But yeah. um, that's still uh, that's know, still a lot of money to throw it is yeah. down on the table. It it is and it was for sure. I mean, like we we were risk takers in the, from the beginning. So John mm-hmm. and I, you know, um, I mean, sometimes we would fall f- flat in our face, which like that first year was to to me was like a disaster in terms of registration. It took four hours in line, <laughs> you know, things like that because we didn't know what uh, you know we were. I think cons are fifteen years old. Do that, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> because, because we're thinking first year we, we we you know we went to e3s we went to these big tokyo game shows and you know we went to like we wanted to bring that kind of you know style to okay the invention um so we even started um printing we our lovely idea was to print on site yeah. the badge the plastic version. Yeah, that's always <laughs> that a great why, idea the first time. <laughs> that is why it took so long in registration. Yeah, but it was crazy. Um, but from that year, to be honest, we literally decided, okay, this is way too costly uh, for now. But what really helped us was that concert. The concert was epic. Uh, it was back on that year. But yeah, it was a Japanese band and everything. Uh, but anyway, we moved to, from convention center. Right. To hotel setting like okay. next year because we wanted a 24-hour event you that's know, we so weird okay. so you longer. came into the convention center <laughs> in your first year and then yeah. your second year you went oh let's let's go to the hotel and it's get well the funny thing was so many people god even back then now that i think about it so many people were like uh you guys need to start over let's don't even use anime matsuri name anymore don't just get out of the business. You don't know what you're doing. Things like that. It was insane how uh, how much uh, you know. I guess critique people were uh, you know the feedback, mm-hmm. but the people that actually went loved it. You know, so that's mm-hmm. usually the case. Even vendors like, oh my gosh, it was a great show. You know, they they went to see the you know the concert too, and it was they they had an awesome time. Yeah, I'm still wrapping my head around. That made people. I mean, Tom and I went and saw Momo Clover C at AX, and mm. there weren't there weren't even a thousand people in that convention. Yeah. In that, yeah, it was the Staples Center. And well, yeah. Mark, well, Microsoft, no, it was the Microsoft. 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 There weren't even a thousand yeah. people there, and just trying to wrap my head around we having four thousand people, people at it. Wow, thirty six hundred people about at that concert. <sighs> it mm. tapped out that room. 
It was crazy. And who was there? Who was your performer? Uh, Back On was performing as our headliner. And they were they were pretty popular in Japan, but they weren't popular here yet. And we were big made in Japan. them like, yeah, big in Japan. <laughs> right. So they were, they became internationally known because of AM because they made a DVD from their, oh. from their experience here. And that became like, it was widespread. They started becoming, going to China, Taiwan, Canada and all that stuff. So, so, so what, right after who's, us. Who's the biggest guest, the biggest musical guest you guys have had? Oh gosh. We had huge guests. Um, Yavi. 2009 only three third year and we had miyavi can you believe it uh actually know who that is yeah (laughs) morning musume uh which actually is probably one of my favorite memories uh most memorable things about anime matsuri um uh, we had anna suchia um god nightmare all these are big names. Now, uh, if you're pulling, and, and here's my question: like I've heard these names because right. mm-hmm. you know, the, the work I have to do with you know the other stuff. I expect Tom to know them. But <laughs> my biggest problem working from the, the like the pop culture convention sector versus the pure anime convention sector right. is, uh, you know, Ken already made the joke. I'm huge in Japan. Right? Yeah. But that doesn't always translate, uh, you know, to North America. And in, 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 mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in, in Florida, yeah. we had a convention once right. bringing out Monkey Punch. Right. And literally yeah. sitting at a table signing autographs. And there were more people that wanted to see the um, uh, Japanese voice or mm-hmm. the English voice the actor. English voice, that, yeah. Right. Yeah. Sitting at the table next versus a legend. And yes. so, I mean, did you guys, uh, is there just a, a large population or Japanese population in Houston, because I don't know the demographics of the city. No. Why do you think that is, you know, it's been so successful for you guys? Um, Japanese people here are very low in numbers, but they have right, a lot yeah. of, a lot of different, uh, they come in through contracts, you know, from oil industry. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, you know, it's Houston, okay. it's Texas y'all. Um, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many people work for big oil? It's like when big oil's up and then they all go work for everybody else and wait for big oil to come back up again. Yeah. And, you know, of course, we also have Austin, which is, you know, like the second Silicon Valley. So, uh, but Houston-wise, I mean, there's not that many Japanese people, but I think the love of Japanese culture was there. And so many people back, you know, you know this, I mean, back in the early 2000s is barely when people started coming out of the you know garage basement you know to watch anime oh, yeah. then it started going right. to be more mainstream as i feel like we were right on the edge when we were you know starting when it started becoming a little bit easier to become a nerd if you can say of all the, the otaku is okay to be coming out and saying when, I when you could finally anime. buy dvds at blockbuster exactly at, it was yeah. at best buy you know you know, yeah. things you are seeing oh, at Best, Best Buy. Best Buy, yes, sir. I mean, well, that, that, I mean, that was the thing we kept talking about for you. I mean, the Japanese <laughs> Animation Club of Orlando had been around since, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the late 80s. Yeah. And we had gone almost 12 years. And that would always been, hey, it'd be great if we were able to buy anime at right. Suncoast, at Best Buy, you know, at Circuit City. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and then it happened. Yeah. And now I just sort of scratched my hand and go, was that good? Yeah. yeah. Was that bad? Yeah. <laughs> so you well, can it, you can sense that you know it literally we were going with the times and um, so people were emerging from you know their homes and watching sharing anime you know or 
downloading anime and and whatnot. So it was barely getting started. The internet booming, you know, with anime. Mm-hmm. So I think that so, that's that, that was a factor too. So 2007, mm-hmm. you launch a show. Yeah. You draw about 4,000 people at a convention center. You then shift yourself over and go, let's go to a hotel for a minute. Yeah. How many years should you stay in the hotel setting versus the convention center? We, all the way up until 2014. So oh, 2008 wow. to 2013, we were in hotel and we outgrew all the different hotels. So we went to the Marriott uh, in the, the Woodlands, mm-hmm. even though that's greater Houston, it's still considered Houston, of course. And that convention center was beautiful. I mean, the whole setting, we just wanted the whole setting. Um, it was like it had a convention center within the hotel. That's what we okay. want. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why we were there for years. And then we went to, um, gosh, nightmare here, Crown Plaza. Explain <laughs> uh, to me the nightmare not, year. N- the nightmare year was rodeo time. Rodeo is, oh, and it was right next to the rodeo. Yeah. yeah. See, in Florida, <laughs> our biggest problem is we've run Megacon, which is a 100,000-person show at yeah. the Orange County Convention Center, mm-hmm. while the national cheerleading final of, like, <gasps> Oh, it was a great, happening. Tom. Yeah. That was, that was, Cosplayers culture, and culture all of the explosion. cheerleaders. Yeah. It was, yeah, it's, well, it's a world within time. I thought they were all organized cosplayers, Tom. Yes, well, they were, they were all cosplaying from teen movies. Um, yeah, so, so you can imagine cosplay and cowboys, right? Well, we can't, I can, especially because I do shows in Canada now. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, it's now my, a thing. My, my favorite weird cowboy story ever is uh, I did a show first time I did Calgary Expo in mm. Alberta, Canada, which is effectively, I joke that Alberta is the, the Texas of Canada Texas, now that Canada, I've been yeah. there multiple times. And I fly in, I get there, it's middle of nowhere. And Calgary Expo takes place at their largest event space, which is the Calgary Stampede, which mm. is where the rodeo, everything else happens. So we're there. <laughs> I'm walking around um, and talking to a couple of uh, guests that are there, friends of mine, and walk with staff. And uh, my wife is actually with me. And there are uh, these beautiful model cowgirls walking around. And they have the hats <laughs> on and the oh, outfits yeah. and everything else. And uh, an actor buddy of mine is like, I was like, uh, uh, he's like, oh yeah, they're trying to go around to all the actors and get photos and for promotion. He's like, really? He goes, yeah, it, it was weird talking to them. I'm like, why? He goes, so go talk to him. You'll find out. So you have in your mind growing up in the South in the United States, a certain expectation of what comes with that specific look. So yeah. walk up to the, the, these uh, young ladies and um, expecting how do y'all, how y'all doing? <laughs> And because they're from the right next door is a casino. There's the cowboy thing. And I'm like, hey, how y'all doing today? And uh, she's like, oh, you're 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 from the States, eh? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the wrong accent. She just said a boot and a. What, eh, what's that, a boot, eh? Yeah, so uh, all, all of their cowgirl, cowboys so, uh, have Canadian okay. accents. Now, now Tom, yeah. remember, remember back when we went to see the Spice Girls in Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was Rodeo Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you can imagine the, the, 10 gallon crazy. hats everywhere yes it was pretty crazy <laughs> the mama yeah. mia poster with the uh with the cowboy hats is my personal thing yeah. oh my god so. that's right yeah um, yeah <laughs> so you guys so 2000 you said 13 yeah you guys moved. um yeah we went uh, so we went to crown back to the marriott back okay and then we went to the hyatt downtown so we okay. went back downtown but 
now Hyatt Regency, which I think we took the entire hotel, which had 900 rooms and okay. all the convention center space. And we even What's it like, like, is that a great feeling when you take over the whole hotel? It's like, yeah, it's, it's it me. Was fantastic. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. It's me. Yeah. We're here. Deal yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we even, I knew, we knew it, there wasn't enough space to be honest, because we right. came from, you know, like, a huge uh, convention center space in the Mary in the water uh, woodlands. And so mm-hmm. we, we rented out extra parking lots outside and we closed down uh, one of the major, you know, streets right next to the hotel. So we mm-hmm. closed down the, uh, the, the street. We closed down, uh, we shut down two parking lots to have extra space uh, for our car event, our car show oh, wow. uh, among other things. And yeah, because part of our e- uh, event, we were the first to have a car show. We were the first to have actually a club night and that lasts until like four in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just crazy ideas that we had just from our experience of travel and other expos and stuff that we wanted to bring. So yeah, it's, it was madness. And then from 2013 to 2014, back to the convention center. So but now we have that? a lot more experience, you know? What drove you back to the convention center? Uh, and, we ran and... out of room. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> Everywhere. Good, good. Now, did you have a partner hotel? Did you like do yeah, day yeah. events and then night events? Well, we had the Hilton Americas, which is, uh, you know, connected via Sky, Sky Bridge. Uh, mm-hmm. we, actually, the Hilton has about 1,200 rooms, which is huge. It also has convention center space for ballrooms and whatnot, but it still didn't, you know, they, they said that if your numbers are this already at the Hyatt, we won't be able to hold you, you know? So okay. we recommend the convention center. And, and so, so 2013 going to 2014, go. how many people, unique bodies did you have 2013? That, uh, 2013, that I think it was about 14,000 people. Okay. Almost 14,000 so, people. So now you're at 14,000. So you've, you've passed the 10 threshold. You're in the teens. Yeah, and yeah. so 13 to 14, you jump to the convention center because at that point yeah. you're, you're busting yeah. at the seams. Um, and then when, so we grew about almost 30% that, that, that year that we jumped to the convention center because there's so much more space now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, we, you know, we knew how to promote people. We got our brand out there somewhat in Houston in the, you know, all these, I was promoting like crazy with, uh, you know, universities and uh, colleges and, um, going to see, uh, the fans and volunteers and clubs, all these things. So we were jumping quite a bit like uh, during the year to, to make it happen. Um, but I think our numbers went from thir- 13, 14 to like two, 20,000. Oh it was God. a okay. huge jump. So yeah. you jumped, jumped to that. So now we're like 2014. Like 18, um, maybe I don't remember exactly, but yeah. And you guys it, have hit. So, so it's, it's, Husband and wife traveling to Tokyo, <laughs> kind of fall in love with the the culture and everything else. Decide to bring that home to Houston, mm-hmm. uh, throw it all against the wall, jump straight into a convention center. <laughs> I still laugh when I say that. Um, and then, ironically, go to the hotel the next year um, yeah. and try to build the show mm-hmm. uh, over the course of time. Have steady growth, bounce around. Finally, find yourself back at the convention center restarted. Yeah. You're now pushing twenty thousand attendees. Um, and then we're coming into the 2010s. Now, this is this is where things get interesting for you guys. Um, yeah. And 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 the the key the reason very and, next you, year. <laughs> yeah. The, so Denise Denise and I talked about this ahead of time. So it's not like 
we're, we're blindsiding her for, for fans on either side of this, but 2015, yeah. um, you guys start running into some publicity issues. Oh yeah. And, uh, and it's a number of them. And before we go into the big one, I'm going to go back to another one first okay. um, that's come up of recent years. So um, for those of you watching, just full transparency, um, the reason we chose to speak to Anime Matsuri again is because we are trying to look at what gets different conventions to thrive for good, better or for worse in all circumstances. Yeah. And Anime Matsuri has continued to consistently grow um, mm -hmm. in, in the shadow of you know, a, a, a number of controversies and a, a lot of negative press uh, and, you know, we're, it's good to understand all sides of this. Now, the first one I want to address is I just had to do personally a recording um, for the Tokyo International Music Market. And they asked mm -hmm. me to do a, a thing Tim. just kind of, mm -hmm. uh, Tim, yeah, talking about, hey, um, uh, anime conventions in North America, pop culture cons in North America. Because because now now that, you know, shows like you and AX and Otakon, mm -hmm. Uh, anime Boston have worked very hard to bring in talent from Japan yeah. for anime conventions. The pop culture circuit now, your read pop and form a pop culture, companies like that are seeing the same opportunities and trying to find it to apply. But in Japan, they don't necessarily speak the language of, of you know, comic con versus anime con because they've had mm -hmm. exposure to one more than another. So mm -hmm. when I had to do my preliminary research about doing a presentation about this, um, I went online to, you know, double check what I remembered uh, yeah. across from what was out there of, hey, what are the biggest conventions in North America? Mm -hmm. And if there's, uh, you know, there are, and I say it in the recording, there is no standards uh, organization that exists within this industry. There just mm -hmm. isn't. So mm -hmm. anybody can say anything about any number. Mm -hmm. Ken and I can run a convention with 100 people and then put out a report afterwards that says, we had 5,000 people and, you know, who's going to call us a liar tip for the internet? Cause there is, I'm yeah. not breaking any law or any standards. So yeah. <clears throat> a couple of the lists, there were three key ones I reviewed. Anime Matsuri is on two of them, mm -hmm. but it wasn't on the third one. Mm -hmm. And the claim of the third one uh, that I found from 2018, I believe was basically saying that they think you're lying about your numbers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But again, I've never been to your show personally. So yeah. you know, the first thing to address here is, you know, how do you respond to, you know, uh, claims on the internet that mm -hmm. you, you know, you have growth, you mm -hmm. know, I, I mean, you wouldn't be in a convention center, you wouldn't be where you, yeah. are, where you are, but uh, claims to uh, that Anime Matsuri is inflating their numbers. Mm -hmm. Well, there is... You 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 just said it right there with like there's no real tracking okay, but mm -hmm. in a convention center setting, uh, you do have to be upfront with the contract itself. Uh, so the contract within a convention center setting uh, charges this thing called a surcharge. A surcharge is basically a tax uh, on top of you know, all whatever you're doing with the rent, uh, with all the third parties, the rigging and all that stuff. Um, and there's a lot that goes into it, the decorating, all that stuff, you know, right. and the surcharge is in our contract um, is a certain tax that covers like the cleaning is a charge per person. So we have to report uh, oh. our numbers. Uh, we have to report our tickets uh, mm -hmm. that we sold. Um, but the way it's done, you know, we 
for us personally, we prepay it. It's prior to the, you know, like it happening. So we like, they, they'll see our numbers. Uh, let's say it was Eventbrite. We, we can share those numbers and whatnot. Then they, they use that to help to have us prepay for before the event starts the following year, for example. And mm-hmm. so after the convention, you know, after we've rested and we get back with our convention center, you know, we settle any remaining balance. So there's always something extra, like, you know, the rigging, additional charge for this or room setting. It gets. Oh, settled. there's always the after yes, bill. There's always exactly. going to be something. So, you know, 43,000 plus tickets are sold. And people like last year, for example, um, and people who go to the convention can see that, can mm-hmm. see that. And even the, we have so many people across the board, vendors, artists, uh, attendees, uh, people that just came out of randomly to see what's going on in downtown. They're mm-hmm. like, uh, there's more than 43,000 people, you know, like, but we have to count account for the what's in the building. So that's not even accounting, you know, uh, for what's outside on, on the campus, on the conven- in the convention center district, because mm-hmm. we have two hot- connecting hotels. We have the Four Seasons Hotel. We also occupy. We also occupy Embassy Suites. We also occupy uh, our attendees go out in at the Discovery Green, the his huge park, beautiful park that's right in front of our convention center. We have Avenida, which is the convention center street. And we mm-hmm. close down uh, Lamar, which is another street next to the Hilton. So we close these things down. So it's basically our campus, Anime Missouri campus. It's basically also four square blocks at the conventions during our event. And so to see it outside alone, you you can probably just kind of grasp how many people. But we well, how many square feet do you take up in the convention center? There's to be exact. There's one point eight four million square feet in the convention center and we take up all of it and then okay, so you take uh, we, the entire convention center yeah so about two million square feet just the convention center alone and um and the comparison real quick to la convention center which is about nine hundred thousand square feet just hmm. think about that it's double the size of of la convention center so uh when people see like can't even grasp that until you actually go there so that's all I can say is, um, you know, we can, people can inflate their numbers and whatnot, but I mean, why I, we don't, we don't want to play that game online, you know? So we, we stop, we even stop reporting our numbers to those, those sites because but why, why do you think people, so, so, and again, I'm just being, being, you know, upfront with you here. So mm-hmm. you described to me, here's my convention center. Yeah. Here's how much space I have. Here's mm-hmm. all the ancillary space I have. Mm-hmm. And it, it all sounds justifiable. And even your numbers bit that you just explained to me about, hey, we have to pay per head. We, we've dealt with that too with our shows, you know, exactly. in hotel based, yeah. you know, they, they want to do the, hey, how many people are you expecting? And we're trying to explain mm-hmm. to them that has no bearing on the space. But exactly. sure, um, uh, even this year, this past year, um, Wasabi Counter Jacksonville event. Uh, exceeded our projections. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the wonderful, fine, fine folks at ASCAP, uh, we paid for a license for X <laughs> number of people. Music, yeah. They want that money, yeah. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got a letter out of nowhere that literally just said, hi, we saw online that you had reported numbers that exceeded what your license is for. Here's an invoice. Send us more money. So the adjustment of numbers and the projection of numbers, completely mm-hmm. understandable. But I guess where I'm getting at is, so here's data. Here's your space, which makes sense. That's a lot of space. Mm -hmm. Why 
is there because I've seen posts that people have sent me before of, hey, they're lying. Look at all the space. It's not as full as they say. Why, why do you think there's that perception that you guys are overinflating or misreporting numbers? I, I honestly uh, think it's they just those those people are saying those things haven't been to the convention, haven't been to okay. our event. So uh, and uh, th so they haven't experienced it. So that's all I can say is uh, I, it could be, can be from um, hate, which grows with uh, success um, and um, people just not wanting us to surpass a certain level of success maybe or uh passing a certain number of people in a convention centers and we were so young compared to the the numbers that were out there you know mm -hmm. we were growing so i mean this goes with momocon momocon grew like like that too you know mm -hmm. but no one was was really pinpointing momocon it's just weird that we were attacked so much maybe because we were in texas i don't know <laughs> but and you oh, know, it's bigger in Texas. That's what I hear. Yeah. Bigger in Texas. Uh, but I, I have I have no idea. Maybe it's also the way that we we do do things. We don't do the normal tradition of you know event running. Just like you mm -hmm. guys said, you know, we've started off we with big and we started off, you know, with huge concerts and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. big time things. And so, uh, fashion show was unheard of. Uh, to bring a fashion show back in then, you know, 2008 was our first fashion show. It, mm -hmm. it went crazy. It, so um, the numbers were there and we can only justify it by saying, you got to see it for yourself. So okay. um, that's, that's and, all I can say. It, it, it's a fair answer. Um, but, and you brought up, so you just brought up one of the big things you guys started doing was fashion shows and things like yeah. that. And, and I know at, at a portion of time, cause you had a, a shop that was like an EGL shop, mm -hmm. uh, a brick and mortar store. And yeah. you guys are becoming involved in that. And that kind of spins into the next part of our conversation, which was, um, uh, you know, uh, in 2015, uh, mm -hmm. allegations were levied against your husband uh, mm -hmm. regarding sexual harassment um, yeah. uh, all over the Internet. And, and um, you guys, uh, this exploded to the point on the Internet uh, that there's even an organization that was created called Boycott yeah. Anime Matsuri. Um, mm -hmm. And there's worse resources out there all over the place. Their, their Twitter account is gone. But, you know, mm -hmm. uh, before the show, like I said, <laughs> thanks, Denise. I had to do notes and shit today um, <laughs> to prep for You're the welcome. show. I had to, to, to go through and, you know, refresh my memory because, uh, you know, what's happened or where we at. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm looking at the uh, Boycott Anime Matsuri uh, page and, and they have a summary section. Let me just read from theirs real quick. Um, so the purpose of boycott anime Matsuri, we are boycotting anime Matsuri to protest the many problems with the con, the most serious among them, the years of sexual harassment committed by the CEO, John Lee, and the toxic culture that has developed in an environment where con leadership is not equipped to reasonably implement and enforce measures to address sexual harassment and sexual assault. Other reported issues with anime Matsuri include poor treatment of guests, failure to pay guests, failure to pay vendors and contractors, failure to pay venues, <coughs> excuse me, and attempts to sabotage smaller conventions. Um, now, let's go to the second half of this. Yeah. You know, Ken and I, when we started doing this, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun story to tell now, uh, but it was not a fun story when we lived it, yeah. uh, which was uh, after running JCon, we decided to try to branch out into other 
genres and we ran a science fiction show mm -hmm. in the late 2000s. And we picked the exact perfect time that we thought we could build the better sci-fi con right when sci-fi cons were dying because of Comic-Con. Uh, and we lost $30,000 on the first year we ran that show. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, we begged, borrowed and steal to make sure uh, because, you know, we're not, you know, Orlando's not, a, it's a big town, but it's a small, it's a big city, but it's a small town a when it comes to that community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and everybody knows, everybody in the industry knows everybody else. Everybody. Yeah. 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 So we made sure left and right, no matter how it came to be, uh, you know, everybody got paid, you know, mm -hmm. we lost money, but everybody got paid. So there's a, 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 a kind of a, a laundry list here of failure to pay guests, failure to pay vendors and contractors, Failure to pay venues, you know, um, and how do you address that portion of, you know, it's, it's weird because like I said, the, the whole package of Anime Matsuri, yeah. you guys are two, two, two sides of a sword, which is, you know, the first half of the story is, is I love, which I didn't even know till now, which is, yeah, we came out and we're going to go to the convention center and then we're going to go to the hotel yeah. and then because we learned, but we're going to go and, you know, we're all out, we're doing it big or go home. Mm -hmm. But then you look at the other half of this and it's the, hey, you went big to go home, but why are, why, why do people say that you don't pay your bills? I guess would be the simplest way to put that question. I don't know, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it may, maybe it took a little bit longer to pay the bills, but I wouldn't say that we never paid our you know, bills. Uh, mm -hmm. We wouldn't be where we are if we, mm -hmm. didn't, we didn't pay. I mean, the guests, uh, you know, people within like, I guess, you know, this GR that works GR or whatnot, they know, they want to get to know the guests. They, you know, they know the, the, the information exchanged back and forth. They, mm -hmm. they get little tidbits of things, but they don't get the overall everything that completes the transaction, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's a, a bunch of uh, things that, you know, go on and you just have to deal with it all along the way. You know, it, again, I don't think there's a convention or an event that is going to be completely debt free, mm -hmm. right? So you're always well, you, you got to operate on some kind of debt. Yes, you're you always got, rolling. You, exactly, debt. that's what I mean. You're going to have to operate on that. And you, like you said, we had to borrow, uh, you know, constantly. So we we always, you know, take care of what we do, we we work with. So um, who we work with and mm -hmm. where we work with. So. We wouldn't be at a convention center. We wouldn't be paying our bills. We wouldn't be at hotels if we weren't, you know, we're very well known in Houston now. Um, yeah. Well, the, the mayor comes to your show, right? Yeah, the mayor comes to my show like three times now. So, and that's, you know, I don't even see the mayor at other shows other than, you know, maybe I think New York or something or, you know, mm. like things like that. So I'm saying like compared to uh, what we're, what we have and whatnot, we take care of we take care of it. We might not be immediate sometimes, but that's a, mm -hmm. again a huge learning curve for us back in the day. You know, so, but we so, wouldn't be where we are. So, yeah. so some of this you're, you're attributing to, and and again, everything you're saying, you know, we Except totally you get. You know, and business, I, yeah. Well, I see. For, oh no, I I have a friend who ran. I want to say this without giving away too much. Um, <laughs> ran a pop culture event. Yeah targeting fans of sparkling vampires okay and oh, when that happened um that estate one. started going after all these shows and mm -hmm. they were no longer allowed to use words or names and mm -hmm. lost their shirt um i mean sub-zero like you know like us doing the sci-fi show 
but as you know, we discussed then, and we we dealt with our own. You know, we you have a bad show, bad year. You always pay the bills, and it took time. It wasn't right. a hey, I'm yeah. going to get this to you. It's probably going to be a payment plan over the next year. Exactly. Or, There's payment you know, plans, or, whatever it is. Leveraging yeah. the next one. And sometimes, if you look at that in a in just a, a snapshot of time, I mean, we were there was one year I was in dealing with the hotel and we didn't agree on some numbers exactly and i was withholding money because you know hey that's my only leverage point but if you were to look at that snapshot in time i wasn't paying my bill exactly you know i had an escrow uh as i was trying to renegotiate what was what they thought i owed them and what i thought i owed them mm-hmm. and the same thing you start looking going at, back and forth a lot yeah yeah and guess you know yeah, well, was there a contract? Was there a contract violation? Was there something in there that, you know, they thought they were getting A, but you know, the contract read B, but you know, we well, started well, to think. Can we jump piece. in here for a second? From a community standpoint, looking at Animex Matsuri, yeah, there's a, there is a concern, and I've heard this concern, um, mm-hmm. and it's an understandable concern that we're like you and I, and we're all talking about, um, hey, I didn't get to pay my full bill because we didn't hit our number for. A hotel i'm going to roll the debt into my next year's contract right, right, or exactly. yeah, i'm going yeah. to leverage things like that the, the the some of the concern is again anime matsuri came out of the gate go big or go home and they were right. already pulling directly from japan and right. the problem is right. you know i'm privy to events of other large conventions behind the scenes where um if you create a negative or sour an image with an entity or business in japan um yeah. It, oh yeah it, it it'll flex it, it, it's us in florida it's it's the moment we had a convention owner and runner in our state get arrested for statutory rape and become a registered sex offender suddenly it wasn't this one show it was florida man was florida all guys, florida yeah. anime cons are perverts yeah. so i think the concern in, in some of the, the heat you see on anime matsuri for this is you know the fiscal responsibility we're all going to have that business end but they've got you know they've come out of the gate holy shit here's a japanese musical act well if we piss them off we're not just pissing off that band we're pissing off japan and it literally does it it impacts the entire ecosystem of anime cons and i know that's a legitimate concern out there Mm -hmm. and it's not just anime much story this has you know hey here's here's you haven't paid your bills or you've upset a, a, a japanese talent other shows have screwed the pooch on on other larger oh, scales. We hear world. about it. I mean, we we've heard some really, I mean, crazy stories just in the Florida mix. I mean, we we hear from other con runners. We hear from other hotels. We'd sit down. We'd be negotiating hotel bills. We'd find out what what craziness happened up in Jacksonville. You mm-hmm. know, you know, having the state's attorney show up. You know, that kind of stuff happens. You know, you hear about it, and they stop they stop letting you sign contracts. Or they start. They stop letting you like have shows, and you and know, that's, that's and that gets that... exactly to kind of the, the point of this whole conversation that we've been having, and, and we're going to continue here in a second. Um, and 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 our voice of our producer came in my ear, Danielle. We're probably going to run a little bit over, and it's going to be okay. So, uh, just letting you know. Um, the uh, Ken just brought up the most important important point about why we're trying to have this conversation, mm-hmm. and you know we use the term cancel yeah. culture because uh, it's a buzzword now on the internet. But Anime Matsuri started a show, continued to sh- grow and operate a show, mm-hmm. and is mired with controversy starting in 2015. But just like Ken said, if it was a, I'm not doing this, I'm not paying the bills, 
if that's the case, you know, it's, it's not saying anybody, you know, th this didn't happen and maybe it took time or maybe there, I, I don't know, mm -hmm. but convention centers still let you back there. Japanese companies are still working with you and other companies are still working with you. Yeah. So that, that's kind of the weird contradiction on the financial. Exactly. So, so that's that. But so going to the other direction here though. So in 2015, allegations were made uh, mm -hmm. regarding your husband. Yeah. And that's, that's a really tough circumstance uh, to deal with. I, I understand, you know, mm -hmm. as his wife, especially, but it became a very public conversation yeah. um, to the point of, of having groups looking to boycott, uh, you know, saying, end the show uh, to that extreme. Um, I guess my question for this is 2015, this becomes an issue. Um, I've only read the scattered pieces because I'm just going to be very transparent. There's so much out there to read. And so <laughs> I just don't have time to do all of it. I read less yes. than Tom has. I'm, yeah. I'm the common man in this conversation. Yeah. So. Why don't you give us your version of the events of here's what happened. Here's how we handled it. And then where it is now and how it has impacted your ability to run your business. Well, first off, uh, just to, addressed like the sexual harassment accusations again they're accusations mm. um and we've I, I actually mentioned this um through an agency uh recently which is addressing this specific question uh to for for any talent that we're getting is um and i'll and i'm, I'm actually being very transparent as well which mm. is john I or any members of our organization has never been charged, okay, with any mm -hmm. sexual uh, harassment or assault issues. We've mm -hmm. never been charged. We've never been to jail. We've never, you know, had an issue with this other than the accusations. So I, that's all I can say about that. And every, you know, accusations can fly like daily, you know, mm -hmm. multiple times a day. So whether you know a talent uh, wants to come or not, it really is up to the talent. But are you going to base it on um, on that, or if you really want to, you know, also work with us? And in the long run, it's going to affect the business with the fans. So mm -hmm. is this is this going to help the uh, you know your relationship with the attendees? If you you're here for the attendees, that's what our focus is is for the attendees. And mm -hmm. so, um, can I can I go into the cancel culture real quick too? Absolutely. Well, well, before well, you go to the cancel culture, though, Denise, one thing you did say that it, yeah. I'm the I'm that guy I was looking and piecing through not just mm -hmm. what was said but what wasn't said. Yeah. You, mm -hmm. you talk about criminal charges. You talk about criminal. Has there been anything on the civil front that you can talk never. about? Okay. Never. Never. Like, never that, had that, a that, civil that, that bar for. Oh yeah. For uh, for criminals, much higher. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking at civil, there has been a type of civil piece. That's another never another. civil situation okay, as well. So we've never been charged civilly or, you know, criminally, nothing. So uh, and that to me is um, just based on rumors or people unhappy with certain su certain subjects or issues um, over the years, whether they be during the, their volunteer situation, however it is. Uh, I don't know. And, uh, but the accusations, again, they fly all, all over the place. Um, so, well, didn't John form some sort of an apology at some point? Yeah. Regarding... Yeah. And, and I was going to discuss this, you know, 
that mm-hmm. was the, the the method that our parents, you know, told us to do. Right? If if you're un, if if we did something that made you uncomfortable, we apologize. You know, like mm-hmm. that's something to do, but that doesn't fly anymore. It just doesn't fly with this kind of a society anymore. The situation um, over the years. So it's the I want to the reason why I want to address like what I've seen over the years is because this has evolved over five years, like we said. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. since 2015. Well, and again, so, it was first reported 2015. Mm-hmm. The boycott anime Matsuri group actually showed up around 2018, and now we're yeah. 2020. Yeah, because of the Me Too movement. Um, mm-hmm. you know, in 2017. So this has evolved over five years. So if I ha- I've had plenty of time uh, to collect my thoughts on, on this. Um, so over the years, many people have asked me a similar question about, you know, how, you know, how do you go through the age of, you know, cancel culture? How do you go through this? And here are my deep thoughts, okay, uh, on cancel culture and how we've overcome it. Um, cancer culture itself is complex. You guys understand this. Mm-hmm. And that's well, because... Because let me, let me bring up something really quick. Just I'm trying to set the table so all things being level. Yeah. Five years of time Yeah. isn't that long. Yeah. You, you have like Harvey Weinstein. It was a public knowledge piece for years until it finally came to a head, the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a, Bill Cosby is another perfect example of that. You know, and, and that was going on for decades. Yeah, decades. So, Five years is not that long of a gestation period in relation to that, but go ahead and continue. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, five years now is different than five years, years ago. You know, it, it, everything's moved, moves faster. You well, know, three so. months in 2020 is 10 years. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you know, um, council culture itself is complex. And this is because humans are complex i think creatures and that's something that many people ignore online uh back then when we got targeted it was a new thing like in our industry and it seemed we were getting singled out to be honest we had never been through something like that before so our honest reaction like i told you is if you will was to counter it with logic and being apologetic Um, but Mm -hmm. that didn't work and the contrary, it made it worse. You know, it seemed many of the rules had changed without us knowing it. You know, our parents, like I said, you know, brought us up to to say thank you and I'm sorry. You know, nowadays it seems like apologizing is an admission of guilt, which I find counterproductive. You know, we should not undermine how quickly people change their ideas. Many times online, it seems people don't change their ideas because they're encouraged not to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but to cancel someone for a text or a tweet uh, that was made years ago or last week, I think it's just a lie to yourself. It lacks a certain, you know, self-examination that is definitely crucial. If everyone was to act like they never had something crass or mm-hmm. what, you know, others deem offensive, I think you might be lying to yourself. Um, it sounds hypocritical to talk about like mental health and how in many cases as important as physical health, but we discard people at the first sign of something we dislike. You know, we undermine how easy it is to become the people we dislike. I often tell people seeking um, success. I mean, I get asked this question a lot, you know, you're successful, you know, how do you do it? You know, um, but it's like, excuse me one second. <laughs> 
Hmm. Well, I guess I'll drink mine now. We undermine how easy it has become to the people we dislike, like I said. You know, we mistakes are essential. Do you agree? I mean, it's essential for growth. Like, yes. Let me yeah. let me ask you this. So my favorite, one of my all-time favorite human beings on the planet without mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. is Dolly Parton. Yay. And I too. love Dolly Parton. Um, I because, just saw her documentary, by the way. Yeah, we're watching it too. <laughs> uh, she, she, I, I saw her in concert a couple of years ago because it was a life goal, strangely mm-hmm. enough. Um, but Dolly Parton has uh, always, you know, professed her her religion, her faith, yeah. but never allowed that to be an excuse to um, belittle or see people uh, in a negative fashion. And uh, her stance uh, is very clear. And, and, and the phrase she used once, and, and I'm paraphrasing from memory, is mm-hmm. I never want to say anything or do anything that's going to hurt somebody else. Right. right. Um, and I guess, I guess where my question is, is logic is going to fall into play. Um, you can, you can't, you know, you, you, you can change, you can affect what people say, but you can't affect how they feel mm-hmm. with this circumstance, John, you know, there's a lot of publicity and mm-hmm. you, just like you said, by the letter of the law of, you know, Hey, no, no, no civil case. We weren't sued. No legal case. Nobody was arrested. No charges were filed, mm-hmm. but people were left feeling that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just wondering, you know, and again, I don't know the full story of any of this, but is, was there ever a middle ground? Like I said, John at some point apologized, uh, you know, did, did all these people, was there ever a conversation or was it just nobody wanted oh, to talk about anything? Or We, we reached out, okay. you know, we, you know, he reached out and, and they didn't want to talk. So okay. it was just a one-sided thing, you know, for them. And we were trying to be, I guess, you know, maybe the bigger person and say, hey, what is the issue? ignore ignore you know so it was just out there and um and they they left it like that you know well, so, devil's advocate when you're a victim you you, you don't always you know you, you default on the side of believing victims mm-hmm. the person who has wronged them isn't necessarily probably the person they want to talk to so mm-hmm. that might just be the tough circumstance there i they said i i don't know the answers i'm just trying to look at your circumstance right. as a whole because as as a collective piece, um, there's zero denying the success anime Matsuri has. You know, I, my favorite story recently is the all the Godzilla stuff you guys pulled with Toho. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I, I tell yeah. my friends and I'm like, they did what? I'm like, I know it's fucking amazing, um, but it's it's mired by all the stuff you ha- you kind of have to. It's like, oh yeah, here's the next amazing thing we do. And, but by the way, this is going to come up. And just like you said, when, mm-hmm. you know, we talk to, sometimes you talk to talent and, you know, I've, I've been in some of these conversations of the, Hey, what is the official answer or the stance you want to give? Um, yeah. And, and it, it kind of, it's, it's unfortunate. It's, it's a driving force, but you're, you're now, you know, it, it is part of whether we want it or not, the go big or go home brand has this attached to it. And it's the, Oh my God, they didn't pay their bills. Well, if you run business, there's a logical explanation for this. Oh my God, they, uh, you know, they were rude to my my person, blah, blah, blah. Um, or, you know, go, somebody was sexually the, harassed. On the ugly underside of that uh, 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 comparison, Tom, I mean, mm-hmm. how many years did Dragon Con just go huge and huge and huge and huge? And well, you still had that whole Ed Kramer thing under, uh, lying under, the, under that veneer. It was and, and that's that what you just, sort of thing. It still is. You're bringing up the thing I was going to bring up to, to Denise, which is 
you guys said in 2015, like, oh, nobody had ever dealt. It had been dealt with before right. prior to 2015. Yeah, yeah. But like, our, our I guess event the was, open, like, like how we were. Well, and I you guess. are correct. So prior to that, like, right. if you it were in the scene. Under the rug. Knew, yeah. Yeah. We knew, we knew, everybody knew Ed Kramer and Dragon Con, if you were involved on that level. But the tens of thousands of attendees the viral had no part, knowledge yeah. and didn't, weren't involved. And, and even the show in Florida that had that issue. You know, mm-hmm. if you were in the know, it was, you know, a couple hundred people, you know, less than a thousand people knew out of 10,000 plus people that were going to a show. Yeah. Um, you guys were very public. And I think part of it was, again, um, in, 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 you know, following up the two cases, you know, the Florida convention, somebody was charged and uh, convicted. convicted. And Ed Kramer, he was arrested and got out of jail and got arrested again. And, you know, there's a whole nightmare in that scenario before they could cut him from the company. But nothing has been levied and nothing has happened with this. Mm-hmm. Um, which which kind of leads, you know, and, oh, I don't and that's, run the, over. that's the big difference in the in the, in the mix that's a there. big huge difference. It is, yeah. yeah. But here's here here's the only thing I'm gonna bring up. And again, we're I realize we're over time, but we're running long the show. Congratulations, folks. This is the long special episode. Um here so you're in the midst, and I'm trying to understand certain decision making. I understand big and go home. You and I have talked about this before, and I agree with you 100 percent on a bunch of these things. Mm-hmm. But so last year, you guys are Working away from that perception, you guys are just focusing on put on the best damn show for the attendees because it's about the attendees. And in the midst of all this, um, we're we're trying to stabilize the Me Too era impacting anime community and pop culture convention. And Vic Mignogna becomes a thing. And Vic Mignogna gets invited to your show and you, his, and correct me if I'm wrong, again, limited knowledge of what I've read. And his legal team came with him and did panels at Anime Matsuri? His legal team, uh, if you're talking about Ty Beer, yes. Uh, it wasn't okay. just, uh, it wasn't his panel, though. It was another person's panel. Like uh, the other lawyer, uh, Nick, uh, that, was, that was his panel. So okay. It, was, okay. it wasn't his. So legal Ty team. was a special guest star? It was, he was just part of, uh, you know, I actually, I was there for that panel and I don't remember Ty talking all that much, to be honest. That's yeah. the, the point being that he was there. Yeah. yeah. And I guess my question for you is mm-hmm. if, if you're steering anime Matsuri and trying to get on this path, do you feel that maybe you guys are trying to now, you know, you, because you, you survived, you survived one drama that you you're continuing there's a some sort of a motivation that hey that'll continue to drive the ecosystem i mean it's just from the outside looking in you're coming out of a me too circumstance to bring the key person in the next me too conversation (laughs) into your convention i'm just trying to understand the logic there you see what i'm saying well we we are actually not basing it on anything like that we in terms of like we we knew vic and I, and I was honest, even in an interview that I had on YouTube um, with one of the um, uh, influencers, um, we didn't base it on Vic. We based it mm-hmm. on what the fans requested. So, and that goes a lot of what, uh, I mean, that's, that's a heavy, heavy, um, you know, ordeal for us is making sure that the, the attendees request are, are there. And we were bombarded with the amount of requests for Vic. And um, so it's, it was, it was like, for us, we, 
we felt comfortable enough, you know, to say, hey, um, we're going to bring this guest. Uh, We never said that, you know, deal with it. We actually said, you know, you don't have to, you know, see him if you don't want to. I mean, there's 2 million square feet inside the Mm -hmm. convention, you know, so um, you don't have to see the, the actor if you don't want to. But at the same time, we're also allowing um, our requests to be made and, you know, execute those requests with, mm-hmm. uh, with our fans. So we wanted to bring something for everybody. Um, well, I understand that, but yeah. you and I both know being in our industry, there's dozens of other, it's not the only voice actor, is that there are choices that can be made. And in retrospect, having had him at the show, do you regret that decision or do you, do you stand by it? Do you think it, you, it was no, a, I don't. A, a I honestly decision. don't. We we actually invited many guests, so it's up to the the guests to um to decide to come or not. I mean, well, I understand is that fair. But, but you so understand what I'm made, saying. We made is, decisions in the past of not inviting certain guests, knowing that they're going to be a draw. That I would get a twenty or thirty percent bump, mm-hmm. but what were going to be the downstream effect that I was going to have to deal with at the event? prior to the event oh we made that staff members all that that piece yeah i mean we and i didn't make that decision on my own or john didn't make it on his own uh and it it was a a collective Uh, there was a group of us in our team and which by the way i want to shout out to my staff who is amazing uh so many talented people um and they're phenomenal they're like family to us so we bring up Mm -hmm. every subject that we can to our you know community which is also our staff and uh, it was a collected, you know, effort and a collected decision to to bring, um, you know, this talent or not. So it goes with every single talent uh, out there. We, we we bring it up to our team. Um, it, you know, this is what was requested. What do you guys think? Is it okay? There's been a lot of how many requests? Oh my God, thousands of requests. You know, th- those kind of things. You know, weigh. On, on, well, on, but uh, yes, no. you and I both know how the internet works. I mean, there, there were thousands of tickets sold to a Trump rally because TikTok kids applied to it. Um, so the thousands of requests can go one way or another. So I guess I guess I understand what you're saying, which is mm-hmm. anime Matsuri is in service to the fans. And you want to provide whatever you can to your fans to give them an amazing experience. There's zero question on that. My only question was everything we talked about, you know, dealing with the cancel culture. Up until that point, it was, hey, here's, mm-hmm. um, you know, here's stumbling block number one. And, you know, there's an accusation made or stumbling block number two. Here's, you know, questions about payments or stumbling block number three, you know, Japanese guest is upset. So those are stumbling blocks, but they're pieces, you know, you try to learn and return from. And I guess the only one. By the way, Japanese guests uh, were upset. No. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> so these are all, again, the, these are, again, all rumors and accusations. They are. And yeah. you're absolutely correct because again, it's a, you know, a, it's 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 about documentation. And mm-hmm. but again, you still you want to you want to have an open dialogue about you know what's been done wrong, what can be fixed. And there are things mm-hmm. that you know it didn't pay my bill. Yeah, I did. Here's an invoice. You know what I mean? End of discussion. Or mm-hmm. yeah, I did, but I'm not going to lie. It took a while. You know mm-hmm. that happens. Um, my only question, you know, in trying to go through this is we've gone through the whole arc of of the life and the success of of anime matsuri which i know is going to continue to be successful and i'm just looking at you know the decision on the, that that specific guest when you brought in vic was you're hot on the heels of you know you you, you kind of like doubled down on it and 
um, which is fine. I mean, you're sticking to it, which I respect, you know, if you, you, you stick to something, that's great. But do you think in retrospect, do you think it impacted you in a negative way or do you think it has zero impact at all on your show? To, to be having, clear. Having Vic has, come on the heels of- it has, it has not affected our show. Okay. No. The experience of definitely everything uh, we're talking about, like the, you know, the whole aspect of controversy, quote unquote, you know, in our, in our event. This whole experience made us like really more aware and better prepared. So mm-hmm. when, you know, we updated our policies to make our event even safer, we also put ourselves out there more to give everyone the chance to know us more personally so they can see the real people behind the convention and judge mm-hmm. for themselves. You know, bringing this level of transparency to the community was very scary, but it also fostered a more trusting relationship with our attendees and our partners. So the attendees felt more involved in and connected to the entire process, which resulted in a stronger community. And this is what brought us through. You know, uh, our, we shared with our partners like this information, like this is what our attendees say. We even shared personal emails from attendees and, and whatnot, and, you know, to, mm-hmm. to our partners to, to reassure them like, hey, this is, uh, this is all, you know, there. And we're letting you know this. These are the accusations against us. Do you still want to be a part of this? And absolutely, they said yes. You know, so which is which is the best you can do. I mean, yes. it, it, very transparent in, in these situations. It's mm-hmm. you know that sort of stuff is gonna uh, you know it, you're giving them the opportunity to make the choice, and that's, that's exactly that's kind of what the whole free market is. Oh, I went the wrong way. I accidentally hit my green yeah. screen. Um, so, 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 so then two final questions. Yeah. So, qu- question number one. Would you, after all this, if mm-hmm. if you got a thousand emails, would you have Vic Mignana back at another Anime Matsuri? Oh, that's, I would have to discuss that with my team, to be honest. I mean, I can't make that decision again for myself. Fair um, answer. But, so definitely I can't, I can't say right here and there, like, this is what I'm going to do. No, it's not up to me. I, I feel like this is a, it's a team effort. And so, you know, overall, I guess my advice is to not settle. Don't settle you know, go with your instincts at, at the same time, you know, okay. uh, believe in what you, you have, which is, we really believe in our product, which is bringing something authentic and genuine and honest and uh, an amazing experience from Japan, you know, so um, we're going to make mistakes along the mm-hmm. way, you know, yeah, just keep going. That keep keeps go- with your whole big, big, go big or go home. I mean, that's why I keep hearing through this entire conversation. You, you make the decision and you're going through it and you're taking it to the, to that final level of what you need to do and putting all your effort and everything you can be. Yeah. And even if there are mistakes, you'll be roar. I I really believe that you're going to be rewarded with better instincts, at least, you know, I hope this can help a few people too, because that might need the help because I mean, you don't want to go through it in fear. Uh, I mean, cancel culture has become so common in our society that it isn't surprising anymore. No one is exempt as you know. Uh, no one is exempt. So the best you can do is just try to understand better and not fear it. If you let the fear of cancel culture influence your thinking and how you run your company, you will adopt the popular belief. And Mm -hmm. the popular belief is, doesn't mean that it is good. You know, not, not everything popular uh, is good. You have to learn to think for yourself. I know that sounds scary, but it's how you'll find yourself and how you'll evolve. 
awareness is understanding how much you don't know. And, you know, the life that, you know, trial and error we make, we have to have mistakes. We, you know, Mm -hmm. know, my own beliefs are constantly shattered and I welcome it, but it ultimately, it has been made become, made me become a better chairman and, you know, founder, a better person, a more empathetic leader in the community. So this is why I, I am a little bit more transparent nowadays uh, with everything that I do, because I believe that um, things, people can learn from everything. And if I can, if I'm that, that model for you, or if I can be some kind of motivator for you or in, you know, inspiration for you, I'll, I'll try my best, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to be all right every time. Everybody's going to make mistakes. It just comes down to how we handle the mistakes in the long run that that people are going to build a perception. Absolutely. Which goes brings to my final question for okay. you so we can wrap up because we're now okay. 15 minutes over, but <laughs> worth every second, in my opinion. Hey. You guys have brought in Toho, Sailor <laughs> yeah. Moon, at Homemade Cafe. Yeah. <coughs> what Swallow on the tail. horizon should we come to expect for mm. Anime Matsuri 2021 pending, you know, COVID okay. allowing us to happen? Yeah. So, uh, gosh. I can't say much, but uh, I will say this. Well, we st- damn it. Okay, so we talk about the sexual harassment, the non-payment, and, and De- Denise is like, oh, I'll tell you everything about that. We're like, cool. Who's your next cool guest? I, I can't, can't reveal that. all of the, the <laughs> treasures of the world here, uh, but I do believe 2021 will come back strong. Um, okay. People, you know, want to go out, especially here in Houston. You know, events like car meets and small events that I've been seeing a ton of people come out venues like our convention center, you know, even though they load 75% of their employees, they, you know, people need to come back. So events need to come back, you know, children learning remotely, for example, is, is been versus in person is hard, you know, so mm-hmm. guests want to make money. Uh, you know, people want to be supportive vendors, artists, you know, attendees are ready to go. So if there's a breach in between fans and guests, like, you know, they can't, uh, it, it might be a negative ripple effect. So I hope that 2021 will be, you know, better. It's definitely going to be challenging. I believe our attendance uh, will at least be the same. So what is, what are your dates for 2021? Oh yes. Dates for 2021 is July 8th through 11, 2021. Second half of the summer. So, okay. Houston. Yes. Someday, someday I'll go to Houston to see the other NASA. So you need to go see. I mean, I live by this love, NASA. I, I'll go see I, the other I, NASA. I figured we'd end up living in Houston. I figured at some point that my career would take me there. Hey, Pete, a lot of people are moving here. I know there's a lot of people. <laughs> there are a lot of people in Houston. Based on Google, a lot of people already live there. So yes, yeah. that's true. Um, but I one thing I want to uh, re- really address also is there's a downside to the impact of the pandemic also you know that we didn't really touch on covid stuff but um uh there's that's a good number of conventions that might not make it through next year you know uh and um it's more challenging for cons that are normally at the beginning of the year probably um Mm -hmm. but i believe cons should definitely work together um anime matsuri um is fortunate to have connections in japan like you brought up um, mm-hmm. you know, and we have a very talented- last time you and I physically were in the same place was yes. literally, literally, this literally last year. one year ago mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Anime Missouri has been fortunate, um, with our connections and a talented staff and a production company that is our own, actually. I don't know if you know that Tom, mm-hmm. um, uh, we have access. Oh, I to went through that. your whole booth last year. Remember? 
<laughs> we have access to a lot of resources uh, because we also host concerts again, like I said, outside of AM. So it's mm-hmm. not a uh, it's not a time to be shy or have any egos. To my in my opinion, it's a time to work together. You know, so we can make it through 2021. Cons want to do stuff on their own, and many don't want to ask for help. It's not just it's not going to fly for 2021. That's my my personal opinion. Um, none of us. If we, are going if we to didn't get the video pulled down because of um, uh, legal rights, I'd start playing. We're all in this together from High School Musical, and and Ken, I happen to know for a fact, has that entire choreography memorized. It's scary. Um, I yeah. do. <laughs> he My does. kid yeah. watched it recently. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. And, and, and none of us we are did the research. Be we off. did the research at Talent for Cons, and yeah. uh, when we were researching the the landscape of conventions in 2019. In North America, for the United States and Canada alone, mm-hmm. there were over 1,400 pop culture events. And insane, I was quoted right? in the Japan Times uh, stating earlier this year that we're living through Darwinism. You're going to lose one third of them, uh, yeah. one third are the big corporate ones. And then That's there's funny, the, the middle. One of my staffers said, you know, it's going to be survival, you know, mm-hmm. of the fittest. And whether it be however you want to take that, you know, but at the same time, you know, none of us are better off if there are less conventions. More yeah. of the responsibility is rebuilding the convention scene lies with us, the events. Yeah, so it's going to be challenging. Period is what I'm worried about. I mean, those yes. are the ones that are going to take a double hit. Yes. Because uh, I don't think we're going to come out of this thing where everybody's Oh, Informa, we just moved. We moved June. all almost all of the Informa pop culture shows, the fan expos, moved to the second half of next year. Right. Um, and the one show that we have left that's in the first half, we already have the backup dates for in the fall. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of convincing to do. And, you know, most important, yep. convincing the attendees to come out. So and this is why I say, you know, we need to help each other out, not not, you know, deflect that. And so I want to say thank you, by the way, to especially Tom. Um, oh. Ken, th- thank you for meeting me today. Uh, but for your unbiased, OK, being objective and encouraging people to work together you know if more people thought this way we would be all better off as organizers so i want to say personally thank you for well and we we appreciate you again it it was very hard i i got flamed on the internet right before the show of course (laughs) when when you know we we said that we were having this conversation but you know we wanted to make sure this wasn't a hey here's the softball we're going to shy away from this tough conversation because it is a hard conversation to have because we're dealing with a myriad of problems you know i uh, my favorite you know behind the scenes joke right now is Remember the biggest problem we dealt with was voice actors being a problem at a show. Oh no! Now it's is the show going to happen? COVID? Who's going to die? And it's 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 all relative. You know, uh, the urgency is still there. You know, we want to all have a safe, welcoming environment for our attendees. But now that also includes a, a COVID piece. But cool. Well, to wrap up, uh, yeah. one more time. Anime Matsuri. What are the dates next year? July eighth through eleventh, right, right after AX. Right after AX, yeah. pending everything happens next year, um, yeah. uh, you know, uh, hoping that the that, that COVID goes through. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, uh, Denise, for sitting through Absolutely. all of our questions and, and taking the time to, to come on the show. Um, I know it wasn't easy, but we, we, we sincerely appreciate it. Um, and uh, Ken, any final thoughts before we wave and, and let Danielle escape from her desk? So what's our fourth Matsuri to finish off our, our connect? Oh, we've got the three. Yeah, yeah we've got, completed our fourth one. Is there yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, there's there was a lot of because there's, there's, a not, there's not Matsuri Matsuri or no, we have Matsuri Turn, Holiday or, Matsuri, and how anime Matsuri. I think or those are all the Matsuri. Or, you know. if, if you're watching and there's another Matsuri and we don't know, we want to hear from you. Yes. <laughs> 
so that we can complete it, it. Matsuris in conventions are like our Pokemon. We have to collect them all. Yeah. Um, so what's, uh, I want to mention that, you know, one of the great ways that we went through this, you know, COVID situation is we, we were giving back. So we, we rolled over for two years. I don't know if you know that. We rolled over our, our um, badges from 2020 oh, for two wow. years. So your pre-sales so, get to come back in 2021 and 2022. <laughs> So I mean, basically, uh, we we announced that we the the two year rollover uh, to basically help the fans out. You know, that's interesting. It's a, that's it's a, a, that's you're the first show I've heard doing that. So yeah, I've I heard rollovers next year, but not two years. Yeah, so we rolled over two years. People, you know, we felt like people were depressed, stressed. You know, during this pandemic, we just really want to give back, and we want to. And then on the business side, we want to invest you know, mm -hmm. in, invest in our attendees. So the feedback was incredible and we felt happy too. Um, I consider this period like winter, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, plant the seeds now so it can grow mm -hmm. later. Yeah. That's it. It's a good attitude to go. All right. And we're going to wrap up everybody watching. Thank you for sitting through our special thank extended you. episode of convention nerds, uh, anime Matsuri July of next year, uh, next week, uh, on the show. We have Anime Los Angeles, who up until a couple of weeks are ago. Are they running or are they not running? I haven't yeah, checked that yet lately. Still, so. still slated. They're still slated to run up until a couple of weeks ago, but uh, they just changed all the regulations in California. So who knows? We'll find out next week. But uh, again, check us out online. Thank you for uh, the show. And Danielle, if you're listening, we're all going to pose so you can cut the credits in three, two, pose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Convention Nerds. The Convention Nerds logo was designed by artist Caitlin Jane. Convention Nerds is a presentation of Wasabi Anime. This recording is copyright 2020 Green Mustard Entertainment Inc. To learn more about the show, visit greenmustard.com forward slash convention nerds.